Hey there, welcome to Dramatic for a Living, where we discuss tips and tricks for actors when it comes to the business side of our career. I'm your host, Asha Etchison, actress, writer, and director. So today we're going to talk about reels. So if you were listening to the previous episodes, we talked about headshots, we talked about resumes, and now we're going to talk about your material, what people physically will see you acting on. So for those of you who are starting out, it's absolutely okay for you to have just two contrasting monologues as your reel. That's going to help whoever you're trying to pitch yourself towards be able to visually see pretty much how you would self-tape yourself. So you want to make sure that your self-taping game is up to par, and I'm definitely going to make an episode about that. But it's also, most importantly, going to allow them to see your acting. So you want to make sure that you're choosing scenes that represent you and the type of characters you can believably play. And when taping, you want to make sure you give it your best. Now, also starting out, if you have certain projects that you filmed yourself, that's absolutely okay to add into your reel. It's okay to do self-produced work, especially considering how high definition a lot of our phones nowadays tend to record. So most smartphones can literally shoot in 4K and not necessarily saying that you need to shoot in that, but you have a lot of options, especially with editing, with different apps that can help you enhance the the visual quality, the stories, um, even getting certain like microphones off of Amazon that can hook into your phone or whatever the case is. There's so many options. So please know that it's all right to add good self-produced work into your reel. Overall, you want to make sure that you can be heard properly. You want to be sure that you can be seen properly. And you want to make sure that you're bringing your best piece of acting into the selection. Now, for those of you who have work that you've done with other people, whether that's a short film, an indie project, student film, um, or etc., The main thing that you want to keep in mind when composing your reel, unless you hire a professional to do it, there are professional services out there that will select, cut, put together your clips. But if you do it yourself, which is not necessarily a difficult thing to do, it's more so about quality over quantity. Your reel can be anywhere from a minute to two minutes. That's kind of the sweet spot. You really don't want to do too much more because depending where you're sending your reel to, casting directors, agents, things like that, they're so busy and they're possibly looking at so many other reels that they might not have time to actually sit there and look through your entire work. So keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it impressive and to the point. Your best footage goes first. If you book something on a TV show and you're in it with a well-known actor, you put that first in your reel. If you don't have clips like that, no matter what you have, strongest pieces go straight to the front. You want to assume that the person who's watching your reel is not going to watch the whole thing So you want to grab them as soon as possible. Now, as your work expands and you start to get clips of different genres, it's okay to have a comedic reel where you have specifically your comedic work. And it's okay to have a dramatic reel where you have more action or drama or things like that. Some people who are really into stunt acting may have a stunt reel and some people have a commercial reel. Now, as I always say on this podcast, I definitely encourage you to do research on your own, especially because certain fields of acting I'm not highly knowledgeable in. So it never hurts to find outside sources and opinions. Usually your clips will be labeled at the bottom corner or somewhere that's not distracting. Usually, and and please keep in mind I'm saying usually because there is no hard, fast rule when it comes to a lot of these things. There's the standard of what people would like, but sometimes people have broken the rules and it's been amazing. So usually you would not put music into your reel. You'd keep the transitions clean. You'd get to the point. Your clip should be about maybe, depending on how many clips you have, I'd say a good reel has about maybe uh, two, three, four 
maybe even five clips that aren't too long, maybe a 30 seconds each or a little less. But please make sure that in the editing of your reel, whether you do it or someone else does it for you, you don't want to give too much air time to the other actors in the scene or the other situations. Your reel is supposed to be about you. You should have the most screen time in the scene. The only case where I hear this is kind of okay is if, like I said, if you're in a scene with a bigger name actor and they're kind of leading into your part, then that's okay. But even still, make sure that you're seen. This is about you. We want to see your acting. We want to see what you can do. We want to see you in the best light possible. And we don't want to be distracted, which is why you don't need all the music. You don't need all the editing across the screen. We don't want to be distracted. Now, I advise putting um, kind of like a calling card at the end of your reel where it just has your contact information so it can have a headshot on it with words next to it. Um, Do research on other people's reels. Look up other professional actors reels. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Vimeo. There are certain professional services that specifically do reel editing for actors. So you might want to look at that and see their services. But usually there is a title card. And so sometimes it starts at the beginning of the video real quick. Sometimes it's at the end. So you let people jump straight into the video. And if they make it to the end, they can see your representations contact. And also if you put your contact, remember anywhere in the public, anywhere that people will be seeing your resume and this and this and that, do not put your home address. Do not put your personal contact number. If you have a business number or a Google voice number or something, that's fine. But just be safe out here. Now, places that you would put your reel. Usually you would use your reel and also clips. So clips are the individual uh, scenes that you use to compose your entire reel. You would post that on your personal website. You would post that on your IMDb. You'd post it on different acting sites that you use to submit to. Now, off the top of my head, there are a few different acting sites that you would be uploading your reel and your clips to. And this is so your representation can submit you to things. This is so you can submit yourself. So there's Actors Access. And that site is free to use. However, if you want to be able to get the full benefits of the site, I believe it's a $68 charge through Breakdown Services. And that covers you for the year. Now, when you're adding your clips up there, I believe they charge $22 for every minute. So if you can get about two to three scenes in one minute, then you'll be able to put that up there. You can put up either the whole reel or what it's best to do is actually put your clips up there. So each individual scene, let's say they're submitting you for something comedic and they don't want all your drama work to be seen. They can easily go through your clips, select what the funny ones are and send those over and vice versa. There's Backstage, which is well known and used a lot when it comes to student film projects, indie projects and theater projects. I mean, there's a ton of things on Backstage as well, but that's what it's mostly known for. Please be cautious whenever you're self-submitting to something. Please do your research. Once again, make sure that whoever you're submitting your material to is reputable or that the project sounds reputable. If anything is asking for you to pay to audition for something or making you feel uncomfortable with the conditions, follow your instincts. With anything, you want to make sure that whoever you're submitting yourself to can be trusted. And so just make sure that you do your research on who you're sending your clips and stuff out to. There's Casting Networks, which I believe deals a little more with commercial. There's LA Casting, I believe, Casting Frontier. If you're in the UK, Spotlight. And I'm sure there's a bunch out there that I'm not naming, but these are the main ones off the top of my head that I can think of. Now, I was talking briefly before about short films and indie films and things like that. Those are also great resources for you to get quality looking work for your reel, especially as you're building your resume. You're building up your material, building up your experience of being on a set, working with people, cameras, etc. 
One of the downsides to that, though, is that sometimes with indie projects or student film projects, if the work doesn't get completed, you may not see the footage. Or if the project is getting submitted to festivals, you may not see the footage for six months to a year. And that's because a lot of festivals tend to have it to where they want the project to be only premiered at their festival. So before it can be released to the public, only they get to showcase it. So sometimes that makes it to where filmmakers are not able to give actors their footage right away. No matter who you work with, there will need to be some type of patience, though. That's something you really want to keep in mind. Being an on-screen actor, a lot of the times when something is filmed... It's going to take a few months to get properly edited, sound treated, color treated, like depending on what is involved and how long the project is. So you definitely need to have patience and you should be consistently working toward your next goal, your next job, your next booking, because to sit around and wait on a project will drive you crazy. And as an actor, you should be creating, you should be constantly creating and not putting all your eggs in one basket when it comes to one film. I also want to go back to what I talked about researching other actor reels. You should go ahead and research a few of them and make a list of what's an amazing looking reel to you and also what maybe didn't catch your eye so much and kind of write down why that was amazing and why that one didn't capture you. These are things to keep in mind as you're moving forward and you're constructing your reel of what to do and what not to do. Now, my last note when it comes to reels is if you're having a hard time or you're not able to submit to projects or you're not able to self-produce work, there are some companies out there for actors that will shoot scenes for you specifically for your reel. So one of which that I can think of just off the top of my head is Real Arc, R-E-E-L-A-R-C. And I believe they have locations in LA, ATL, um, I believe New Mexico, and also NYC. They are a little on the more pricier side, and there are other options out there for you. You can look at different companies, you can look at what's in your area, but they are known specifically for making clips that are for actors' reels. I've worked with them twice. I've worked with them on a reel that I had created as well as being a supporting character in someone else's reel. So that's an option you can also look into. And I did that through the Moodcaster app. And I will definitely talk about the Moodcaster app more in another episode because sometimes I love to use that for auditions. But on that particular app, sometimes depending on your area, they put up um, the supporting character that they may need. And you have a chance to audition for that. And if you get picked, you'll be in the scene and you'll get the footage back as your payment for being in the project. So they're very professional. I love the set they come up with. Um, They write your scene for you based off of a consultation that they have with you. And just so you know, I am not sponsored by them. I am not getting paid to talk about this. I have definitely put my own money into working with them. But it is a very good resource for if you need quality clips. And you don't have access or time to make your own or to be in someone else's project. In this day and age of technology, I've seen people do some very creative things with their reels. I've seen people who have had great success with comedic or even dramatic TikToks put them together and include them specifically in a reel. Now, I would not advise you to do that if it's not top quality. But as I said, there is no hard, fast rule. It's just following the guidelines and figuring out where you can kind of bend and break them just a little bit. It's about knowing what they're looking for and sometimes using your creativity to give them a little more than what they expected. Sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it won't. But the main thing of the reel is you want to show your talent. So whatever you're putting in there, you want to show you to the best of your ability. So that's all that I have to say when it comes to reels. If anyone has any extra tidbits or tricks that others should know when it comes to their reels, I would love to hear about it. You can let me know over on the IG page. But thank you for joining in for another episode of Dramatic for a Living. I will talk to you next time when we discuss auditioning.